Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Seabros Fishing Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Mass Bay Guides. Mass Bay Guides, a family-run charter fishing fleet based out of Situate, Massachusetts. We've been providing anglers with the ultimate fishing adventure for over 20 years. Whether you're looking to put together a multi-boat corporate fishing trip, or you're an avid angler that travels the world and you're looking to catch a giant bluefin tuna, the Mass Bay Guides crew will do anything it takes to make sure you, your friends, and your family have a great day on the water. To book a trip with us, visit the Mass Bay Guides website at massbayguides.com. And for the latest reports, content, and other info, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at, at Mass Bay Guides. This episode is also brought to you by Deep. New England born and bred, Deep is inspired by the fit of the skate and surf retail world, anchored in the technical aspects of the outdoor and offshore fishing apparel market. Deep designs clothes that bring comfort in the elements and also at the bar and restaurant. If you guys visit www.shopdeep.com, you can check out all the new apparel that they have coming out this spring. And if you use the promo code SEARSBRO, that's S-E-A-R-S, BRO20, you get 20% off your next order. We love these guys. Um, we've been friends with them for a while. Uh, what's cool about this company is, you know, some of the owners actually, they actually fish. They fish offshore. They fish the canyons. They giant tuna fish. They have a really, really good offshore program. So, you know, they're, they're making apparel and gear that, you know, truly does fit kind of the lifestyle and, and some of the requirements that we have in, in the offshore fishing world. On this episode of the Seabros Fishing Podcast, our friend Captain Frank Pitton returns telling a, a couple more fish stories, and one in particular that we think you'll enjoy is a crazy day of blue marlin fishing that he had fishing the fads, fish attracting devices down in the Dominican Republic with his son, his brother, uh, fishing with, with Captain Paco Vela, uh, Dulce Coco fishing down there in the DR a uh, really cool story. They had an amazing day of blue marlin fishing, and it got pretty interesting when um, when they had some commercial guys, some commercial fishermen, jump aboard their boat and uh, and take take their blue marlin. It gets pretty crazy. So we hope you guys will enjoy this one, and we'll keep the fish stories coming. Welcome to the Seabros Fishing Podcast. Where was I going with that story when I started? Um, I don't know. All, I, all I know is I have a story in mind Yeah, that I need to ask Frank. Go, do it. I forget, where my story, I forget where I was going with mine, so, but that's how Brian and I met. But anyway, that's, that's it. Yeah. Go, I want to hear it's this story. It's been a love story ever since, yeah. really. <laughs> um, a magical love story. So as you all know, we've been doing these short form uh, episodes, or at least trying to. It, it starts off as short form. And then it quickly evolves into like a full hour long episode. Or more. Or more. But um, so since we have Frank here, there's one story in particular that you've told me. There's many stories that you have told me <laughs> through and through. That's an understatement. Uh, multiple times. Um, I have no idea what you're going to ask me that's kind of yeah. scary. <laughs> but there's one in particular. Um, you've been fortunate enough to fish or billfish you know, pretty much all around the world, specifically in uh, one place is in the Dominican with actually a mutual friend of ours, Paco Vela, because yeah. we fished down there. Actually, my wife caught her first sailfish and billfish ever with Paco down the Dominican. But um, 
you had you've had some pretty epic trips down there, but there's one in particular. Uh, I think Michael, you and Tom were down there, right? Yeah. And uh, you had some really good blue marlin fishing. And I was wondering if you could touch on the, uh, we'll call it the pirate day. <laughs> if you could, if you could just kind of go through that, that whole day, soup to nuts, the morning till, you know, kind of the culmination of the, of the whole experience. Yeah, that was probably, um, I would say that might've been the best day of fishing I've ever had in my entire life. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Even, I honestly didn't even think that when I thought of the yeah. story. I just knew like it was. It that story had to be. That was part of the day. Um, it was probably fish number two or three of the day. But um, essentially, you know, we were gone down with Paco. We'd been there a number of times, and we were trying to get Michael's first blue marlin. And um, where? So just to kind of paint a picture for listeners, like where in the Dominican? So there's a couple different areas you yep. go out of depending on the time yep. of year, and you know, hopefully we'll have pa- so, hopefully so we'll have Paco on one pa- day. Paco goes but, out of mostly he goes out of uh, Cap Cana. Yep. Um, but usually during like the January through maybe. April 1st kind of time frame. He usually fishes out of Casa de Campo when everybody fishes the fads. Which is more like the like southern, like it is. It's yes. like the southern, towards the east. So, but southern east. Yeah, yep. southern east part of the Dominican. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so um, he's really got the, he's got the blue marlin really dialed in, but he's unbelievable as a swordfish down yeah. there. Like every time we go swordfishing with him, we get a couple. Um, he's, Simply probably one of the better guys in the the world when yeah, he's it comes been, to that. He won Matter of fact, they won the World Cup. Yeah, he won right? that Fly Navarro tournament yeah. there and stuff. Yeah. But but you know, I just I really, you know, Michael, we we talked about the whole <clears throat> you know, progression for Michael and trying to get him all these different billfish. He got his first billfish when he was ten with Andy Lavelle down in Palm Beach. Yeah. Um and then it was we went to um Let's see, we, we got this first white marlin at Cap Cana with Paco. We actually had a day where we went three for three for three on whites, five for eight on sails, and a big wahoo. I remember that day. You, that were, was, you called was me when you got home. super you pumped, so jacked right? up. So then we went to Cabo, and you hooked us up with Ramon. Yep. And I think we did nine for ten on striped marlin in one day, and Michael got his first striped marlin. And literally that day, I get this this message from Paco that he's trying to put something together. And long story short, we booked him for March. And I had been down there once before, and we we did two days on those fads, and we didn't see a fish. So I was a little hesitant, but it was like, okay, we're going to go at this full bore. And we go out first day, and we go from 5 in the morning till 5 at night, we don't see a fish. And I am like beside myself because everybody's telling me this is the greatest place on How earth. How far right? are the fads there? I They're mean, like 25, 30 miles 25, out. Yeah. So we go out the next day and we, like in the first five seconds, the line goes off and they're screaming, Marlin, Marlin, and Blue Marlin, right? Like we get Mike all hooked up and it's like the fish is jumping and they're like, it's a blue. And I go, it looks like the biggest white Marlin I've ever seen in my life. And they're like, nope, it's a little blue. And I'm like, I don't care. I just want to check it off the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we 
got all kinds of great footage of the thing. A great fight. Get him up. They grabbed it, pulled it in the boat. It's the biggest blue uh, white marlin you ever seen in your life. Like he, how? He, like hundred. Yeah, it's like hundred pounds plus. Yeah. You know, he, he's yeah. like Frank. You know, we this thing be worth over a million dollars in North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah, but, three million dollar white marlin open. <laughs> and I'm side. like yeah, yeah, but it's not the blue marlin I was looking for, right? Yeah. So. um we go three, four more hours. We don't get a thing. All of a sudden, we go by a fad. Boom! We get, we get a um, two hundred fifty pound blue, right? Hell of a fight. Michael gets his first fish. A little bit after that, we got like a one eighty blue, and then the next at the end of the day, we go by another fad. And we pick off the biggest damn white marlin you ever seen in your life again, <laughs> right? So we're two for two on blues, um, two for two on whites. That's the night that the Dominican drink was born. Right? Which so, we just, which we had not too and, long and ago. And so, you know, we were just ecstatic. The trip had been made, and we're coming down for the third last day to go, you know, fish with them. And it had been a little bit choppy most of the trip, and then towards the end of that second day, it kind of chilled out. Yeah. This last day we head out, it is grease calm. Grease. Calm. Which is... Like... Rare when there. I was there, yeah. dude, no, it was like gnarly. six to 12 yeah. the whole time. Yeah. So we get going and we had, um, we had two of Taylor's dredges out that yep. I brought down in my, in my bag. The old purple black. Yep. Yep. And purple and black. Yep. And so the day before we had run purple on black on one side and the teaser. And then the other side was pink. We went, all four fish were on the purple and black side, not one on the pink. Yep. So Paco says, this day, pull out the pink, put in purple and black on everything. And we had the Squid Nation, one of their teasers. Yep. It was a, like a teaser bar. First five minutes, we have the most suicidal blue marlin attack I've ever seen. <laughs> and he can't get it away from the stinking thing. I mean, he's literally bringing it in, and it's all over. And it's calm, Stall, right? Stalling out the teaser. Like, oh, it was stuff. completely, it was ripping, right? Yeah. And I let it go, and it come back. And the thing comes right up, and like all of a sudden, we put the pitch, and, and he's gone. And we can't understand how, how a fish that was this hot would just disappear. And we kept going, we kept going, nothing, nothing, nothing. He's like, could, he goes to make a turn to come back around, and as he turned, you know, the sun was low in the sky, so... Just as he turned, we could see the fish was down eating the dredge. Oh my god! He's like he's on a dredge. Right? So pull that up instantly. That is like the coolest. I, I, I got to pause here. That is like the coolest thing to see when that dredge pulls into that like clean pocket of water, and you and like yeah. you know you've and like you've, you've, you've all lost all you've lost all hope, or you don't you haven't seen a fish in the spread, and it's like you see those blue peck fins just yeah. like whoop. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So anyways, we fish comes up, window washing, and we back down. We get the release like really fast. It's a really big fish. Like he was calling it three to 400 pounds. <laughs> what a way to start, right? Yeah. So I mean, like this trip is really starting to heat up. So we get going again, and I think we, we picked off another fish, um, kind of blind fish. So we're two for two. On blues, it's still fairly early, and then we went a little ways, and we didn't get anything. And we come up. You to, had your fruit plate, your lunch. Oh yeah, out a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we come up on um, this fad, and the fad is you know fish aggregating device that the locals 
place. Mm-hmm. And to, to this day, I have no idea how they do this, right? The local Dominicans in these basically oversized canoes with an old 40 horsepower, you know, outboard from, you know, 1990. Yeah, probably running on dirty <laughs> like, water. Literally, they run 25 <laughs> miles out, no GPS, nothing. Like, they're literally looking at the sun and everything and, and figuring out where these things are. And they drop the um, a stone 2,000 feet deep with a line, and they have the palm fronds, and they make a big float, almost like a lobster booing in the canyons, out of an old net stuffed with pieces of styrofoam. And so we're coming up on one of these things, and it's slick calm. And as I look off to the right, I see all this disturbance in the water. It looks like a bait school. So I'm like yelling and screaming to Paco. I'm like, look, look, it looks like bait, right? So he veers over, and as we come through it on the edge of it, like all of a sudden fish up on the rigger or on the teaser and pitch bait, and we hook them up. And this fish is freaking going for the horizon. And I got great videos of this whole thing. And we were clearing everything. All of a sudden, Paco starts backing down and he starts losing it. There's another fish coming on the right teaser. And we're trying to get that. And it's like, Tom's fighting the fish. And this thing is like two, 300 yards long. We're catching these things at 30s, right? So I was like, Paco, forget about the fish. Let's go get that one, right? Yeah. So we start backing down full board trying to catch up on this fish. And the craziest thing ever happened to me in my life. I turn and I look, and here comes this local Dominican guy in a panga, full speed, after us. This part is crazy. And these guys yeah. come up, and they get in between us and the fish, and they start with Paco in Spanish, screaming at each other, right? And I'm looking at Paco going, what the hell do they want? He goes, they want the fish. They want the fish. And so they're screaming in Spanish back and forth, and we're on this fish, and the fish is going. And so it finally was like, he says, to us, look, I know you guys like to release them. This is their livelihood. Do you mind if they take one? I'm like, you know what? It, it's his fad. You know, I, I don't have a problem, right? So we all agree that they can take the fish. The second that we say this, this thing storms our boat like at full speed. The boat's still going back down, backing down. I go, what are they doing? And this Dominican guy jumps in the boat. He's got this old ratty sweatshirt that is so full of fish grime and smelled. And he's standing there. With, worse, worse than with, like Craig Bell during uh, herring yeah. fishing. Oh yeah, I mean <laughs> this is like one of the scariest things I've seen. Right, and he's got the big old gaff in his hand, and like it happened instantaneously the second we said that they could get it because they don't trust the american sport fishermen because they know we're going to back down we're going to grab the leader and pop it like oh darn he got away right so they want to take control of the situation so he gets in we fight the fish we get down he gaffs the fish while we were back and forth paco's like frank you got 40 bucks in your pocket i'm like what do I need 40 bucks for? He said, we're going to give him 40 bucks and the fish or 40 bucks. I said, well, I thought you were giving him the fish. He goes, you want 40 bucks and the fish. I go, who's negotiating this deal? (laughs) (laughs) So we, we end up getting them on board. They can't wait to put this fish in a boat. I'm like, wait a minute. I want a picture of my son holding the blue marlin. We'll never kill another blue marlin. 
right? So we finally do that. Then they want beers. Then they want waters. And like, we're giving them half of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. like, Paco, what's happening? Who's negotiating? He goes, don't worry about it, right? These guys take the Marlin. And they had another Marlin in the boat that they had. That's why they weren't on the fad. They were off with a hand line. Yeah. And they took off and left. And I said, Paco, what's going on? He goes, I told them for 40 bucks and the fish and some beers, they have to go in and they leave us. He goes, there's more fish on that fad. Right? So we go through. We make the next pass. Double header. Blue marlin. <laughs> and Michael caught one and I caught one. And we got them both. We ended the day seven blues out of 12 bites. That's All on thirty, right? On fads that are thirty miles off the coast. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I tell you, it is so amazing to see what these locals do. I don't know how they do this. Like, yeah, it's old school. It's you've been there. It's rough. It is. Rough. And you know what, Paco? As- aside from Casa de Campo, yeah, and you know, yeah, everywhere else, Paco it's, it's, has actually saved some of those guys who yeah. have been out there in such rough stuff. I mean, they have to lose a lot of people. You know, over yeah. the course of the a year out there and that stuff, but you know, it's their livelihood. And yeah, you feel bad for them. They were pretty happy with the two marlin and uh, forty bucks and yeah, a no bunch shit. of beers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a couple months' pay, probably. Yeah, there that, were a few Dominicans flowing that night. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's unbelievable, though. Such I just, great. I just love that story. Yeah, there's just such something a, about it. Like I, it, I, such I a pirate love, story. Oh, absolutely. I have life the of greatest a pirate right there. video yeah. of that. I have the video of them coming in. I have the videos from underwater. Everything. So if you want to see that, uh, you know, oh yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Absolutely. Well, it's, awesome. That was awesome. Great fish stories, guys. I'm gonna uh, end it here. Just remember. Can't catch me if you don't have hooks in the water. Trust your instincts and stay tight. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Seabros Fishing Podcast. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Mass Bay Guides and Deep, for providing support for this episode. Uh, we also wanted to thank all the attendees that went to the February 29th Seabros Fishing Social Night. We had a great time, uh, a lot of great feedback um, at the show, after the show, on social media. We're definitely going to try to do a few more of those next year, kind of small scale social nights with a, um, with a workshop incorporated into it. If you haven't already, if you could please go on Apple Podcasts and, and search for the Seabros Fishing Podcast and, and give us a five-star rating so we can, we can keep getting exposure to more fishermen, specifically offshore fisher, fishermen around the world. Um, we'd greatly appreciate that. Um, we appreciate all the feedback that we've got on, on all our previous podcast episodes, and we're going to try to keep as much content coming out to you as possible. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Seabros Fishing. And we're going to put some more details about these episodes, pictures, all that good stuff. And uh, you can also follow our, our charter fishing account at Mass Bay Guides. That's it for today. Appreciate you listening. Everyone stay tight.